Picture pictures ain't my thing, but I could put a story in your head and open up your eyes. So listen close, this one is for my brothers, sisters, cousins, all humans alike. Okay, we're back with the Juby Take. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. You know what I'm craving? A little perspective. All right, that's the long version, so I'll cut it off there. All right. Well, that's, okay, and TJC. Plus, I'm there not drinking wine. So. so, yeah, there, <clears throat> he would not have a good uh, offering ha- for that. Exactly. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about stupid things we've done when we're drunk. Oh, boy. Wow. Man, I got a couple of those. So for the listener, this was, uh, we're just learning of, of this topic as you are. Yeah. Steve had this one chambered. I just thought it was apropos for tonight because we all have done a certain amount of conversing and, and uh, hanging out, talking about different things. And we've established a buzz level that is not normal for our <laughs> podcast. I would agree with that. I'm above, above average. And that's that's a lot coming from Adam. Yeah, because average is like six, 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 three. six three. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that we're all on the same page there. <laughs> nice. Okay, so, so it's yeah, it's it's things that we've done, uh, drunk, high, or otherwise impaired. I guess. All right, man. Well, well just I'll, to st- I'll have to think about it. Yeah, just to start off. Uh, I mean, growing up in Eugene, uh, University of Oregon. A lot of college parties, house parties going on. Um, I remember playing a lot of beer pong. Sure. And uh, I was pretty good. But in the households that I did play in, there were some strict rules. So when it came to losing in a game of beer pong, I believe that if you lost three straight, you had to do a lap around the house naked. Ooh. Oh, and this ties into another story I think that we have talked about earlier on the podcast in Vegas. Yes, absolutely does. And it, it ties into a theme, uh, which I am absolutely connected to. And, and I got a, a good naked story that doesn't involve me, but it's one of the best I've ever heard. So I, I, I lost enough to, uh, to run around this house naked. I'm pretty sure I set the lap time, though. I so, was, so you had the fastest. I'm pretty sure that that actually is that happened. because you didn't want people seeing you naked, or was it that you were just fast? I think no, lack, actually, lack of wind drag probably. what actually ended up happening. <laughs> oh was, no, that's uh, just sad, isn't as it? As I was, <laughs> I, I would hope not. I it, no coming coming through the the front entrance. There was shoes being thrown at me, so it it enticed me to run a little faster. Okay, so just being naked wasn't enough. Needed, I was very proud of being naked. <laughs> you needed shoes thrown at you to get going. I was okay with being naked. Okay, yeah, it was the shoes that catching I didn't a size like nine right. Nike in the nads, however, was yeah, something that wasn't to get okay. you going. That yeah. wasn't what I was going with. Okay, right. so so Joe, you you mentioned you had oh, that's just one of the. It, it's it's unfortunately not my story, so I may be cheating, but my buddy. Ten, okay, we'll pretend it's not your story. Go ahead, <laughs> a friend. Your buddy, yeah, okay. This no, guy I knew one time. Yeah, I, he was from Canada. You don't know him, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, he, we had just lived here in in uh, the valley out of high school for about six months, and he came out to visit. Smash cut to two years later, and he lived with us. But anyway, he came, and he, the night he showed up, I didn't even see him because I was working, and I got back to after my shift and met up with my roommates. And I'm like, well, where's my buddy? You know, where's Zethan? 
Oh yeah, yeah. He got arrested. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, for for what? Well, we broke into ASU Stadium and we went streaking across. Just the very field. nonchalantly, just like <laughs> streaking about with this. no one there. Oh no, he just middle got arrested. of the night. Well, there was apparently someone there because that someone he got arrested. Yeah, <laughs> that someone was a security guard, and they caught him because he was a fifth of vodka to his head in a matter of an hour ish. Maybe two. Yeah, that normally doesn't work out. No, no that he he's got a million things he did when he was uh, drunk. Stupid stories for sure. But anyway, that's one okay. of my favorites that I've ever heard across ASU, uh, Sun Devil Stadium, football field at night, naked. For, we're for we're going to the quad. Exactly. We're going streaking. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, okay. You so which made me think of you. You notice the. Uh, the film clip of the guy yesterday at the Phoenix Open. I didn't see it. So there was a guy that got naked on, I don't know if it was the 16th or whatever. Oh, of course it was the 16th. There's people everywhere. And this somehow this guy gets naked. Nobody notices. No one notices. Everyone notices. And the clip that I saw was very short. So he's running like off the green and he takes about six or seven steps and loses his balance and falls and rolls (laughs) and gets up and he's running and I thought the interesting comment was that they said that it took them like 10 minutes to corral this guy. Yeah. Well, he couldn't take four steps without falling down. Right. Where, but it still took him 10 minutes? Yeah, that was that sounds a little suspicious. Yeah, I think everybody was drunk. Yes, of course. It's the Phoenix Including open, the so. security. <laughs> Did yeah, you blame the security him? Guard. No, well, yeah. That's, I mean, when you guys have been to the Phoenix Open, would you say that the security guards were not drunk? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I was. Could you say I, we definitively? Were, we were too drunk to notice. Could you definitively say that? <laughs> no, they I can't, Adam. No. Okay, no, that, I, and we won't. Happy? We won't go there. Fact stated. Fact. <laughs> okay, some of the stories uh, I used to have a, or I still have a friend. I guess I can still call him a friend. A guy that used to work for me for a lot of years in Eugene, uh, Mike Shoop. Shout out to Mike Shoop. What's up, Mike Shoop? Shoopy, and. He had some great stories. Shoop dog. (laughs) Shoop dog. But this was a guy. A little late. This was a guy that did not know how to fall asleep because he didn't fall asleep at night. He passed out. Ah. Because every single day it was it was drinking as much beer as he could drink, and then just wherever he ended up. Would you say that his two modes were then he was wide awake, or he was sleeping, and that was it? Ooh, I just thought of a good one. Sorry. Wow. Okay, yeah, probably. Unlike most of us, I guess we're not wide awake or sleeping. Okay. I've been very tired at times on this podcast and been very <laughs> well, his, his thing, nonchalantly and, and there. Kind of like now. All right, I get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Thank you. Point taken. <laughs> so anyway, the thing about Mike Shoup was one of the hardest working guys ever that worked for me. Okay. I mean, he was a beast when it came to work. But from... Basically, 10 o'clock in the morning, because up until 10, you know, we start at 7. Up till 10, he's, he's okay. At 10 o'clock, he starts thinking about that first beer. And well, seriously, don't we all? <laughs> Come on. Okay. Seriously. Well, and some of us think about that first glass of wine. That's fair enough. Okay. But anyway. So, TJC, what's up? So that was, that, was, that was Mike. And I had to figure out different ways to distract him. And it got to the point where and we were working in a, a, a small little warehouse building yurts and you had to distract your brother from the the drink of my brother no mike shoop shoop Shoop. remember yeah 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 
So anyway, we're back. <laughs> okay, did we do a buzz level? Let's do a buzz level. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> okay, so it's off the charts, Joe. <laughs> uh, we didn't, did we? I guess no, we I'm. Didn't. I'm guess I'm. Uh, what did I say before? Five, five. I'm at a six two. Six two. All right, and I would say I'm probably at a six seven. Uh, seven's a word, right? It is. Okay, and it's a number as well. Well yeah. done. Thank you. I'm, I'm definitely a seven two. Nice. Oh, God, I love the honesty. So anyway, so well, Mike Shoup, what I would do is, you know, we'd go to lunch, and so we'd walk a block and a half to the place, the burger place. We have a a burger, and I, if I felt that Shoup was waning a bit, he would. You mean in his resolve to not drink? Exactly. Yeah. I would stop at the Circle K. And we'd pick up a 24 pack, you know, cause there were four of us that worked there. So, you know, you don't wait, you're, you're not thinking about drinking tonight. All right, never mind. We're going to go to the circle K real quick. We're going to buy a- No, no, there was no stopping him from thinking about drinking. Oh, what I had to do is use that to make him motivated. Okay. So it was, you had a little lunchroom and a refrigerator and I, I would put that 24 pack in there and I would say, okay. We need to get this much done before we can crack that. But but rest assured, we shall crack it. Oh yeah. Well, like, there was never a doubt. Right. Like don't don't I, despair. It's not like I have stained that many times. Sure. So, so, it, yeah. <laughs> it anyway. shall be cracked. But however, but there's how, that's a carrot. Now how are we doing? Now this? it's yeah. mo- now it's motivation to what are we are going to accomplish here? How many things are we going to build? What are we going to accomplish? Before we actually, you know, open the fridge and get into that. And production tripled over the next two hours. Oh, we would get so much done. <laughs> what I planned for the entire day would, would get done by 2.30 in the afternoon. Now, we never knew if Morgan, who was the owner of the company, would swing by. So once we got to 2.30, you know, it, it, we got our eight hours in. And so we'd sit in, and, you know, we'd go in. I'd, I'd got everything done. And so we'd drink beer. So the only question was whether we were going to bill our time until five because we were all underpaid or we would just cut it off at eight hours. Well, if Morgan showed up, it's like, yeah, we were done. You know, we're off the clock. No and, wonder you were so familiar with that move. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. <laughs> Takes one to no one. <laughs> what can we get away with real quick? Yeah. You benefited from that as well. So anyway, so it was, and if it doesn't show up, then we work till five. But yeah, I mean, it was, and, and Mike was, you know, I mean, it just, that was that carrot and talking about, well, we can have a beer, but if it was there in the fridge, oh, this guy would do anything. But my favorite story about Mike was he would come home and his girlfriend at the time was a little suspicious of him. But the funniest thing is Mike came in. And they had, a, a, they lived in a duplex and Mike miscounted the lights because you'd come into the living room and then you'd go into the kitchen then you'd go into the bedroom and then into the bathroom. Okay. And somehow he was so drunk that he kind of miscounted which room he was in. <laughs> so he, he thought that he had gone through the four lights to get into the bathroom. Right. Well, it was only three. Ah, so he ended up standing at the end of the bed, of course, and deciding that the bed somehow was all of a the sudden toilet. A ur- urinal, yeah. And there he went and woke her up. She wasn't happy. 
That is not the only story I've heard about that almost exact scenario. It's crazy. I've at least two other stories. One was a was a person sleeping in said bed that got the brunt of the uh, the mistake. And then my brother told me a story once where he started it this way. Well, <clears throat> I got into the whiskey last night, and <laughs> <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you don't need to finish. Yeah, yeah. and the, and it ended up peeing on the TV. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, no, never. You don't want to do that on electronics. I, <laughs> he's shock, still around, man. so he got lucky. But, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was something else. Man, I, I definitely would say that getting drunk, you have a lot of fun. And it could be something that is really stupid. It could be something that no one else thinks is fun. But because you're drunk, it is absolutely fun. One thing that I have found absolutely fun while drunk, haven't done a lot of while not drunk, has to be the game of stack. Never heard of it. So the game of stack happens at a party, um, house party usually, where there would be a lot of people not knowing each other. Someone passes out at this house. Now, I've actually played this at a, I've I played this on my brother, so it's been played on people that are very very close to me so it's not so you play it on them yes i like where this is going okay so the game is called stack because you stack things on top of these passed out people yeah i love this so the first time i ever played stack and then pictures are taken of course absolutely pictures yeah that's the whole point 100 pictures taken so i i had taken this person and i do not have pictures right now which is really really sad and disappointing well but maybe we can dig those up we and post have, them on the website we can figure this yeah. out but i have picture or i had pictures of the first game of stack i'd ever played so there was a person that um that was passed out on the couch we had thrown a deck of cards at him so there was aces kings jacks all over his face we had a two liter bottle that was empty uh that was resting on his forehead we had a beanbag chair as well as a computer chair that was actually (laughs) stacked on top of him we had two bicycles that were stacked on top of him this thing was possible probably close to the ceiling yeah when we were done with it it was ridiculous how tall we had gotten and how so you were close to a world record it was ridiculous. Did yeah. you call Guinness? Did I, you even? We didn't go for it. I, I didn't think we felt confident enough at the time. <laughs> Looking back at it, we probably should have. So this is. Well, yeah, absolutely. This is probably something that's not unique to you, right? I'm guessing Stack is in in cultural pop culture at this point. Well, I mean, at this point, I had I'd witnessed a couple of yeah. Stack instances happen before, but this is the most intense that I had actually seen and been a part of and still to this day has so were you ever the stacky or always the stacker? No, I've never been the stacky. In fact, actually, Zach Juby, who has been on this podcast, was early uh, earlier. The, the previous podcast. Exactly. Um, he actually uh, was part of uh, a stack session. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he was put in a chair. And with that chair, we had a lot of... I would say on the upside of a hundred DVDs that had cases with them um, and were not in some sort of 
DVD case someone would have. I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cases, but not DVD cases, but, but some and didn't. Okay. So we got you. Perfect. Glad you're on the same page. Yeah. So right there. S- since then, uh, we built a house around him of the DVDs. <laughs> and he woke up with a house of DVDs That's around amazing. him, uh, which was absolutely incredible. It was great. That was the second time that I successfully played the game stack. So nice. there has to have somewhere in the world, most likely in uh, the Midwest, been a, a death as a result of this game. I I'm, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, there has to have been. I'm thinking Iowa. Yes, that's, <laughs> yep, exactly. Steve's right there with me. And, I, and there probably was corn if I, <laughs> involved. <laughs> so we're going to research that, but that's, that's awesome. That's out so there. Stock. And it happens. Stack. 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 Stock is Stack. what they call it in Iowa. Actually. In Iowa, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's you know, uh, he died underneath it. Oh well, we're still going to use the corn. Yeah, yeah, we're of course. Gonna, yeah, have to. It's part of the yearly yield. Well, it's important. Yep. So I remember one one of the trips that we took for the Super Bowl. We went to Coos Bay, and normally on the Super Bowl trips, and we'll talk about this at a later date. Yeah. And, but this particular trip, I had decided because in all the previous trips and most of the later trips, I seem to be the one that gets us home. Mm. So I have the ability to consume as much alcohol as everyone else. Okay. So I, I, I feel the responsibility to explain this. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like you can, ex- <laughs> yeah, you can drink as much alcohol as anyone else. In the world, and still be sober enough to get anyone home. Well, that's a bit hubristic. I would say as much as anybody you've ever met. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> in sixty-five years, I've met one person that could stay with me, and that's it. Yeah. All right. And, so and, I guess you could project that out to the world. And, and there's there's Thank been you. a few people around. But anyway, so this particular trip to Coos Bay, I decided, and I made an announcement to everyone that I am not going to be the guy tonight. I'm not going to be the person so everybody can go crazy. Everybody can drink as much as they want. Everybody can do whatever they want, and I'll get you home. Steve's getting drunk tonight. Nice. Well-deserved. And I made an incredible attempt to get there. And to I will say that everybody around, Pat, Mike, not so much, <laughs> but John and, and there was Chris and there was, I don't know, four or five other guys on this particular trip, and they all understood. And they said, listen, we'll do the driving. We'll get us everywhere. We're going to do whatever it takes. And so I'm doing it. I'm just hammering beers all day. We're having a great time. And, and again, we will have a podcast. that will explain some of these trips, but some fun shit happened. Sorry, Alex. On, on this particular trip. Sorry, Alex. So the reason I bring it up tonight is that Towards the end of Saturday night, which was always the big day, we'd, we'd go wherever we're going. Saturday was the party, Sunday morning recovery, Sunday afternoon Super Bowl. So we went downtown Coos Bay. Anybody have ever been to Coos Bay? Oh, so, so exciting. Oh, God. So there's a dance club. There's downstairs, there's this dance club. No, that's everybody it. knows. That's it. Everybody knows. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it, though. I have no idea what the name of the place is. <laughs> Close it off. That's it. And so... We we show up at this place, and it's John and Brian and Mike and Pat and half a dozen other people. So we just kind of take over this place, and we're walking. And all I wanted to do, this is the end of the night. I'm getting tired. I wanted to sit down. So I go up to the bar, and all the bar stools are taken. And, 
you know, all the guys are hitting on the girls and all this kind of stuff. And I start talking to some girl and some guy that are there. And I notice about halfway through this conversation. Menage a trois. Well, no, more that they kept reaching for napkins. And and I realized (laughs) I'm spitting all over these people. And I'm, I've got something to say, and I, to this day, have no idea what I was talking about. But it was very forceful, and I had a lot to say, and I sprayed these people. Is and that really what happened? It, it really is, because I'm looking around, and Mike and Pat are standing there, and they're just laughing. And I don't realize it, and then the, I, I make some declaration to these people, and I see it. It's in the air, in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> and off it goes down and hits this poor guy in the forehead. Oh my God. And I'd never done that. I'd never, never sprayed like that. And so finally I just, I walked away from the bar and I'm like, I need to get away from everything. And I, I go walking over and there's a chair and there's a small table and there's a girl sitting in a chair and there's a chair on the other side of this table. And I sat down cause that's all I wanted to do is just sit down. Of course. And she looked at me and she goes, oh, that's my friend's chair. Who cares? I just looked at her and I just said, shut up. <laughs> you sweet talker, you. Oh, I did. Man. I just shut up. Swept I don't her care. Off her feet. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, it wasn't about that. No, no, I know, but. No, it was just shut up. No, that's what it was. Actually. And so, yeah. You meant to that, do it. That was my, uh, that was my drunk night. I was wondering when you brought up this topic, this seems uh, a little bit self-serving because you don't have any of these stories. Yeah, I was really, really interested in how you were going to bring everyone up how else. you were drunk. But it was the fact that everyone else was drunk. Yeah. And but that was a pretty good one. I like that one. So the one that I have uh, that I did participate directly in is uh, there was a party, a house party. I like how you distinguished that earlier, so I'm going to borrow that phrase, a house party. Cool. As opposed to a you know trailer a party. Barn, barn party. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, pasture party. There is a... Ah, there's yeah. desert parties. I get it. There can be differences. Anyway. So we're at a, we're at a party, and there people start doing these, what's called a flaming Dr. Pepper. And so... Totally. The, totally. Without getting too into the details, the pertinent uh, components are that you light a drink on fire. It's cool. You blow it out, and then you shoot it. You know, so I, I'm already drunk, of course, and I get to this party and we're having fun and I go, I'm going to do one of those. So they light it on fire and I decide to forego the blowing it out part and I just shoot it. Well, the fuck and, would you blow it out? Well, apparently because, Sorry, Alex. <laughs> because otherwise it lights your face, your shirt, yeah, you, the counter. Thro- <laughs> you're throwing flame in your face. Oh, is that what you're doing? Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, oh, that's okay. what I did. And uh, yeah, I'm lucky I don't have permanent scarring, but I, I threw it and it was like, and I did it and I slammed it on the counter, unaware of any of the flame that was now about to burn down the house and my head. And somebody immediately comes up and starts putting me out and what the hell's going on? And yeah, that, that night ended in me passed out somewhere that wasn't a bed. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome because you know, you forget about those little steps. Mm-hmm. When you're at that point. Details. You're, you're, exactly. <laughs> the details don't matter. No. At that time, they don't. But later, they do. Well, like well, I said. Well, they do I, at the time, actually. <laughs> you just don't realize it. I really dodged a bullet because I think about that still a little bit. Even as I'm telling the story, I'm like, I really should have, like, you know, the man with, what is that Mel Gibson movie? <laughs> the man with no face or whatever. 
where he's yeah. horribly scarred. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a timely reference from the you know late eighties. But yeah, I should be dis- passionate. Disfigured. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. um, no, but that yeah, because it's that's the whole thing. The alcohol is burning, and so this liquid that's on fire, you're throwing at your face, and if you. Yeah, I, I don't see any good way of that. No, either. there's no, it's a bad idea. I haven't done it, so I couldn't say. Yeah, good. Don't. Well, I've never done it because it's alcohol abuse. You, you start burning off the alcohol, then what's the point of drinking it to begin with? I think my dad taught me right. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's true. Yeah, that was a bad one for me. That and yeah. don't put burning things in your face, but yes, that's kind of one that I, you, you hope your kids I will say kind of figure out on their own. That there have been a lot of times that I've had that are great with alcohol and alcohol gets better up for a lot of different things. But for instance, I have had some of the best times in my life based off of having a couple of drinks with a couple of friends. And I think that that's something to be said for. Sure. No, I think it just was. Well, absolutely. And, and I will say that some of the greatest times I've had are morning drinking. Ooh, so you go fishing. Okay. Right, so you yeah. get up at five and four o'clock in the morning and you go fishing and you're fishing at seven. Catch fish, don't get fed. Catch fish, who cares? But by nine o'clock now, you know, you can start popping beers at nine o'clock. Indeed. And it's totally fine because you're fishing. You know, well, you're fishing. And also your body clock is telling you that it's afternoon. Yep. You know, and I never subscribe to the idea that it's five o'clock somewhere. To me, it's noon somewhere. Sure. So, but yeah, that that morning buzz, they're just nothing better. It really is amazing. And again, you know, more on this later with Super Bowl trips, but uh, the houseboat trip that I took was that. It was just a weekend of that. And that's part of what makes something like that, you know, so great is that, or, a, you know, a trip of any kind really yeah. where, where you agree that, you know, we're going to have some alcohol around and it's going to be a big part of this <laughs> this trip oh bloody mary's in the morning yeah. and, you know getting things started oh but, football sunday football drinking in the morning i didn't even that didn't even occur to me till just now yeah because that doesn't even feel like morning drinking well it is you know and it's arizona it doesn't they, we don't do the time change so the first half of the season is 10 o'clock in the morning yeah your first game starts yeah and that's i think why a lot of people pick east coast teams <laughs> Right. To so, be their team. So they all have the 10 o'clock game. They'll games. have the 10 o'clock game and you can get started. Man, you are a true observer of the human condition. You know, condition. I really do. I pay attention <laughs> to stuff. I, I notice things like that. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't subscribe to all of it because 49er fan, you know, I got one o'clock games and that's no big deal. You know, those poor bastards on the East Coast. You know, it oh, is man. nicer though when it comes to even NBA basketball on the weekends. Starts at one thirty on the East Coast. There you go. 1130. Yeah, like five o'clock game on the West Coast. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's not, there's nothing Come on, good about it's that. It's the weekend. No, there's nothing there. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, so many different trips. You know, one of my favorite stories and the boat I used to have and what people will do, you know, after some drinks that in the sober thought of morning, you probably wouldn't do it. Sure. And the, the speedboat I had would do about 55 miles an hour. And I was out one particular day and we were having beers and this is later in the afternoon. So we've had quite a few and we're having a great time. And my good friend who's in the boat decided that he thought it would be really cool 
to jump out of the boat. Because <laughs> water's soft. Yes. You dive into you it all dive, the time. right, yeah. So he decided that he wanted to jump in. And he wanted to be going as fast as the boat can go. Well, you know, it's over 55 miles an hour. I don't think so. So he jumped in, hit, water's hard. Yeah. Goes evil cleneveling up. Well, I'd say that five times fast. Evil well, cleneveling. Just say it once. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be okay. I'm going to work on that. Evil cleneveling across the top of the water like a rag doll. Well, and again, <laughs> if he hadn't had the amount of beer that he had, it would not have been a thought to him. Well, it wouldn't have been something that he would have said, stone cold sober, let's go get in your boat, get to 55 miles an hour, and I want to jump out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a difficult decision to make, honestly. Uh, being 55 miles an hour on a boat is no joke. I mean, no. I, I would say that even being out on my first time on a boat, you have to be pretty traversed in a boat. You have to be pretty <laughs> traversed. <laughs> traversed in a boat. I love that. That's, uh, that's nice. Cord, that's, I mean, come on. I just wanted to repreface it. I, <laughs> just yeah. put it out there. Okay. But, well, uh, he's, he's, he's after the cherries. Yeah. He really is. Adam's he's, working on his next he's trying. He's trying to, to align himself and, and be in that conversation at the end of the year for a cherry. But you really have to have, to have some knowledge about jumping out in a boat to jump out at 50 miles. Who has knowledge about jumping out of a boat at 50 miles other than like Navy SEALs? Well, the, you know, the, the funny Navy thing SEALs, is, SEALs, Joe. And again, you know, we've, we've all partaken at different times of a beverage. We, we really do have a different perception of different beverages. Oh, that's right. Good grief. Perspective. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> the wheels are coming off. <laughs> We're going to drink in perception now. Might as well. I don't, I'm actually out. That's so sad. That happens so often. We're going to tip the hat to Zach right there. Yeah. But still, you know, you, you look at the fact that, okay, there's been more than one time that I've had probably what would be considered too much, but I've never walked to the end of my bed and relieved myself. Soiled your, soiled, what was that? Soiled them, yeah. yes. I've never decided that I wanted to jump out of a boat. And I've never been stacked. Yeah. And you've never been so drunk you ran down a hallway naked. Yeah. On video. <laughs> on video, huh? On yeah. video. Yeah. It's such a proud moment. Maybe, as, maybe, maybe that one parent. Maybe yeah. that one can get posted to the website as I well. I really hope so. <laughs> some if if anyone has that. I don't know. That. Well, I I think it that's the unfortunate thing that some of these things happen before the cloud. So yeah. when you changed phones, you lost a certain oh. amount of things. And I think that's one of the videos that got lost. We might we might have lost that, that's for sure. But the memory will never be lost. I True. Will, I will no. always be in that hallway with that girl. God, uh, hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> You'll always remember. What a terrible way to put it. I will always be in that hallway. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's just so many different times and things that, that we've witnessed and, and that we've done ourselves yes because of the amount of of alcohol that we've drank yeah decision making you know isn't always at its at its peak when you're having a few that's for sure i think that's part of what we do to be honest and then how we have decided that having a conversation with the beverage in your hand is the best way to go because sometimes decision making and what you're discussing can go out the window and you can make a point that maybe hasn't been discussed before. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, boy, nailed that again. That's word. Word. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're yeah, we're all high fiving right now. So just may, nailed burr, burr, burr. Let me see if I can uh repreface that. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I know what you're saying, even if no one else does. But, uh, yeah, decision-making. I think, you know, when you're talking in a – when you okay, so now I'm on fire. Yeah. So when you're, you're talking about having drinks while you're doing the podcast, it is, you're, what you're looking for in a, a conversation like this is that moment where you go – that sweet spot, right, where you go from your inhibitions are lowered, so you're free, you know, you're free-forming it. You're not holding anything back, but yet – you're not to, you know, let's say a point where you can't form actual words. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to find that very, you know, small that window. Elusive, <laughs> that elusive spot where yes. where you're feeling good and your inhibitions are gone, but you're still making sense. Yeah. Or in the case like we're talking about, you're still making decent enough decisions to where you're not putting your life in danger with or you, flaming drinks. Or, flaming or, drinks. Or, or you have friends that are looking out for Well, that's always a, yeah. an important component. You know, because if any one of the group is has gone too far, then you definitely need your boys there to or girls to uh, bring you back. Absolutely. Well, I always felt that over the years with all the different escapades and, and trips and, and fun things, it was about making sure that everybody was taken care of. I think that was the one thing that I would say is consistent throughout all the stories and all of the things that I've heard with you is that you made sure that everyone else was taken care of before you were taken care of. Yeah. And in that's important. You know, I mean, I've never been or been around a group that the first guy that passes out ends up, you know, with things drawn on his face or, you know, made fun of, you know, earlier we were, we were talking about Zach and uh, he has some really fun stories where he has been on the ASU campus at parties and having a lot of fun and a great time with people. And, and then there's that, that point and, and he talks about, okay, I can't get back into the party and I can't get home. So I need to find a place to sleep. And it's like, you know, on the deck or some sort of flux between yeah, just security find, and, and, and kind of, I, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Now. And it, that's, that's a crazy place to be. It totally can be, especially in the U of A campus. I grew up in the U of O campus, um, which is a little bit different. But moving from house to house, very similar. And the fact that, you know, just craziness happening. No one really knows what is going on. You know, who's talking to who. You really have to focus on who you're with. And, and I think that that is a very staple <laughs> statement. Uh, when it comes to, you know, I'm talking about me and we've already made fun of, you know, me being drunk and, and how drunk I can be, but anyone and, and how excited they are with having someone with them that's going to take care of them. Yeah. Someone that's going to be there. That's actually going to make them feel important. And, and when, when you're, you're important and you're, and you're drunk, that's when you have fun. Uh, I think when you when you can throw your inhibitions to the side, you know, when you have your brother looking out for you, or you have someone looking out for you that is, you know, sober or had well, less than you can. A perfect when, example is, you know, if you find yourself running down the hallway 
of a Las Vegas hotel and your brother is there for you. It just happens that he's there for you with his phone and videoing you. Yeah, so like so, so like my brother was there for me in the sense that he was videotaping me and then locked me out. Exactly. But that was like he was so there for me. He was, <laughs> like you know, was and when you've got a, when you've got someone, when you've got family there and I've traveled yeah. with a lot of family yeah. over the years on these types of trips and you know, he was he was, you know, not standing there with a towel or or something and saying here. Well, no, you, that would be was, too, no, that would be too nice. No, he was I think that what he was looking to do was to make sure that this was such an embarrassing moment for you that you'd never do it again. <laughs> you know, and, and and I made sure I made sure that he knew that it wasn't. Okay, but it was from a place of love. I wanted him to know that as embarrassing as it was, it would happen again whenever he makes it happen. Wow. It's deep. 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 And he's he's going to make it happen? He will make it happen. <laughs> okay. So, in case you didn't know Zach. Zach just came in, things by have, the way, into the studio. Things have taken a turn. Yeah. I lit my face on fire once. <laughs> that was a good one. Zach has also lit his hair on fire Ooh. recently, actually. Well, that's easy to do. Yeah, re- recently I was uh, I was I was lighting some doobage and I had a I had a stray hair and I just thought my doobage was flaring up. Yeah. Um, but then when I pulled it away from my face, the flame got a lot closer to my face. Ah. I wasn't drunk though. As flame will. <laughs> I like that you call it doobage. Yeah. And <laughs> we, we we weren't we weren't <laughs> Joe. Joe, what are you gonna call it? What? <laughs> what else are you gonna call it, bro? It only uh, has one name. Oh, okay. It only I has see. One oh, name. it's a point taken. Point taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we weren't only talking about drunk. We were also talking about intoxicated. I believe. Yeah, altered. So I think Dubidge will. Oh, cherries here I come. <laughs> Zach's getting back into the action. How's the vanilla? He doesn't know. It was warm. <laughs> That's um, not the so, way you do that. But, so yeah. one of my favorite drunk stories is um, this was during Great Race in uh, Western New Mexico, which is a week long party. And is it a mountain biking thing? No, no. This is when I was playing college football. This is before I ever started mountain biking. Oh, okay. What's the race? The race is you have teams that have a push cart. Basically, it's like think of a go kart, but instead of a motor on the back, you just have two. You have a long bar on the top end of the back, and two people push a third person on the inside of it this is the best thing i've ever heard continue it literally it's it's like a bobsled with wheels yeah it started it it started because there's nothing to do in silver city new mexico and the boys dorm is at the Eccles hall or e block as it was Uh, known sure um is at the very top of the hill and the beds that were inside of e block had wheels on them because i'm sure they got them from a mental institution (laughs) secondhand And they would take these beds, football players, male football players, they would take these beds and they would put them on the top of the hill and they would race beds down to the bottom of the hill. Very stupid. But this spawned. Oh, it's uh, great. It's not stupid at all. No, I love it. This spawned a a week-long event and every single day there was like a time trial and then there was the big race at the very end of the week. Um, Makes sense. This is why college is great. There's uh, seven teams, no more than seven teams, because there's a, a team party every day of the week. And so on the very last day, it's kind of like there's a party throughout the day every for every team 
on the very, very last day. Gotcha. And so on this day, it was probably the drunkest I can ever recall being in my life. Because I I went through many phases of, you know, numbing my tongue, numbing my entire face, um, <laughs> slurring words. It just spreads out from there. Being being with uh, his dad and I uh, is just definitely something that is kind of training for that. That's for sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I got it. Yeah, totally. All right. So All what right. else? What what happened next? Um. Well, I just you remember lost, you lost feeling in your face. Oh yeah, I was. I, I was remember at, at one of the dorm rooms, and we're playing some drinking games, and we're playing um, uh, something. And there's this girl to my left. There's this, this blonde girl, and she's you know probably like 120 pounds, and she has a bottle of Southern Comfort in one hand, Jesus. and a bottle of uh Midori. Sorry, Alex. Oh yeah. What? Sorry, Alex. What did I say? He did. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> a bottle of Southern Comfort and a bottle of Midori in her hand. She's just like taking these giant swigs from both, like mixing them in her mouth, taking them independently. Like, man, oh, one of those things man. I think I really want to drink. And I just remember looking at her and being like, like you, that's a problem that you can drink like that and not feel horrible right now. So <laughs> you with, need to take a long look in the mirror, honey. Exactly. So after, after deciding that I was like, well, maybe it's kind of good. <laughs> So sitting there for a while watching her do this and drink this, I'm thinking like, okay, I want to give this a try. And so it's my turn to drink. And so I take a swig of both. And um, my initial thoughts were correct. Not this was, good. This is not good. Yeah. This is not a thing to be mixing. <laughs> yeah, good instincts. I don't think that Midori or Southern Comfort are good on their own. And they're definitely not good together. So the whole reason for all this is after I'm already very, very drunk. And I take, and I take this drink and I immediately have to walk out of the dorm room. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get sick, but I don't want to like. I'm the freshman here at the party. I don't want to be the one sick in the bathroom. Yeah. So I think I'm just gonna walk it off, and I get to the lobby, and then I'm like, I'm in trouble. And the guy who's working the lobby counter, who's just like a, a student, he looks right at me and he says, "Don't you dare puke in this lobby." He just saw it right on my face immediately. Yeah. And so I uh, I walked out front. No spatial awareness as to like exactly where I am, but I, I take two steps outside of the dorm entrance, turn around the corner, put my hand on a trash can, and start just puking in the gravel right next to it. <laughs> nice. After like a couple of heaves of puking, I decide, I already made a mess. I got to pee. <laughs> so, well, as you do. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so damage so I, is done at this point. So, so I whip it out, start taking a pee. I'm puking and peeing at the same time. There's definitely people walking into their dorm right next to me. And I'm just making an absolute fool of myself. And the the best part is um, one of the guys who's walking in as I'm like literally peeing and bent over throwing up. He says, hey, campus police is on their way. Oh, nice. And so um, I didn't think that like somebody called the cops on me. I just thought he was like doing a patrol. And so I um, straighten up, put myself away back in my pants. I turn around and I lean on the pillar like I'm just hanging out. You're just there. Because I was thinking like when someone said like, oh, campus police is on their way. Thinking like, oh, just just be, just be cool. Exactly. Like I just oh, don't make a scene. Yeah. Fine. They were on their way 
for me. <laughs> they were looking for you. Looking for with me. the description. Yeah, of they added the description. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, they. Uh, I don't because I, I don't run at all. Like I don't. I don't get out of there. I don't go back inside the dorm. I stand there, leaning up against the pillar at the entrance. At the entrance, <laughs> a foot and a half in front of a pile of my own vomit and pee. Yeah. Vomit on my face. I'm sure I had dribble on my pants. Of course. And the cop just comes right up to me. He's like. I think that you're the one I'm looking for. So, like, so I'm here for you. Yeah, exactly. He's like, and he comes in. He's like, you're the one that I'm looking for. I'm like, I don't know what you mean. I've just been hanging out. Come up to get some air. He's like, there was uh, somebody called and said someone was puking and peeing on the dorm door. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Never saw him. Man. Never saw him. Never saw him. I think he ran that way. I've been here for 20 <laughs> minutes, man. Never saw him. But so the whole reason of talking about great race to begin is this is great race. This is expected. Yeah. This is like every single business in town is a sponsor for a team. And so campus police knows that I'm a football player. Like, okay. Puts me in the back of the car. I immediately think they're just like, okay, my like football's done. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, this is I'm it. screwed. I'm, like I yeah, just, I just blew it. I'm an idiot. Yeah. He takes me to the, uh, back to Eccles hall to my dorm. He says, okay, go in there. If I see you out again tonight, I'm arresting you. Nice. Drunkest I've ever been. Well done. Bullet dodged. Yeah. And of course, we won't go into the ramifications of these types of things now in the news, but oh, yeah. that's the way it should be. I mean, you're a jock. <laughs> you deserve They're a supposed break. to take care of you. Yeah. I, the only reason I graduated high school, because I played football. So, you know, I get oh, I, it. <laughs> Talking about dodging a bullet, I the first time. Wait, you dodged an actual bullet? Yeah, that was amazing. Nice. <laughs> so quick. This is just the first time. Great story. So my friend, my best friend, and this is ninth grade, uh, Lester decided, because we walked home every day from school. That's how you know Steve's old, by the way. He had a friend named Lester. Lester. <laughs> Lester Bridges. And so we walked right by the Safeway every day. And this is... This is back in the late 60s, and the coat that Lester had, and it was a, a style at the time, which is absolutely ludicrous, but it, it kind of looked like a fur, a faux fur coat. Okay, so there was like hair on the outside of it, and it was big and bulky and baggy. And so we would walk home. Well, we'd walk into Safeway. Lester decided, hey, let's go into Safeway. I'm like, all right, whatever. And he would go over. I think we got a game of stack that we're going to get going over here in a few minutes. <laughs> so uh, Lester, unbeknownst to me, stole bottles of wine in this coat. Slide one in. You know, we just walk into the store, walk around for a little while, and then he'd go, okay, let's go. Well, a couple of weeks later, he had accumulated four bottles of wine. And so Craig, another friend of ours, and Lester and I decided one Friday night we went down to the beach and Lester pulled out these bottles of wine. So there was a bottle of red table wine and I ended up with that one. And then there was, you know, a couple other bottles. I'm not sure what they were, but I think one of them was like a Tyrolia or something. And it was a little bit easier to drink for the first time ever mm, drinking. Sure. Sweet or something like that. Yeah. So I'm drinking this bottle of wine and I, I don't know, I drank, I don't know, a third of it, half of it. And it was so bad. It was just like yuck. And so I turned around and went, ah, mine's gone and threw it towards the waves. 
And of course, Lester got really pissed off at me because he could see wine (laughs) coming out of it as As it's it's going end over end. As you flung it, there's wine being, yeah. So then we decided, let's go to the game. So we have to walk across Newport up to the high school. So we get up to the high school and we start walking back. You know, we walk in and, and, you know, it's kind of boring. And Lester and I are together. Craig has wandered off somewhere else. So we're kind of leaning on each other. I have no idea, you know, what to do. We get back down to, to 101, which is the break right in the middle of town. And all of a sudden, this car pulls up. Now, we're freshmen. And here's a, a car with a couple guys we noticed in a small town that are seniors. And they're like, get in. I'm like, oh, okay. So we get in the car and we drive on. And a couple blocks down, they point out the police car that we were walking right towards. Mm. And they're like, yeah, man, you guys were walking right to that cop, you know, and they were going to get you. Okay. Now, again, the first time I'd ever drank, the first time, to my knowledge, Lester had ever drank. So we had no idea how this all worked. Right. We just knew we felt really good. (laughs) And we were having fun and leaning on each other. And, you know, it's not a matter of, ooh, cops, you know, be straight, man. Be cool. No, we were just. You're embracing it. And we were. Yeah. And so they drove us around for about 45 minutes and then dropped us off down by our house. Said, okay, you guys need to walk a little bit by yourselves. Clear your head, you know, ocean air, you'll be fine. Remember walking in the house, walking right by my mother and my father and my sisters and brothers and everybody and pretty much tunnel vision right to my room Mm. and into bed. And I remember laying there for about, I don't know, it, it seemed like a couple minutes, may have been 15 minutes. And it's like, okay, the one thing I heard is put one foot on the floor to keep things from spinning. Oh. <laughs> and it worked. Really? It really did. I'm, oh, wow. I'm laying there on my back going, okay, well, I, I have no idea what's going on. And the only there's only one bathroom in the house, and it's back down through everyone else. So I don't want to so make that off, walk. That's off limits. That's not going to work. Yeah. And of course, I'm you know young and don't realize that you can open the window and throw about that. Or, but, yeah, or whatever. You know, and my brothers and sisters all later you know figured that out. Sure. But I never did. So foot out of the bed on the floor, everything settled. Went to sleep. Well, that doesn't Happier surprise me. Steve's first drinking experience, where everyone else in the world throws up in their shoes and gets busted by their parents. Oh no, he maintained, of course. Now, every single time that I have had the room be spinning and then I put a foot on the ground, I then just realize it's not my head that's spinning. It it's is the, the room. It's, the room is actually it's spinning. The room is spinning, yeah. so it did no good. Right. Yeah. In that case, it wouldn't help. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I, th- I think for me, I need to put a hand on the outside of the building. <laughs> okay. Good luck. All right. So there's all kinds of things that happen when you've had a little bit too much to drink. Yeah, I like. I think. I think what you said in the beginning was dumb things you did <laughs> when uh, when you've had too much to drink, and that's. I guess all I had was lighting your face on fire, but I think Adam probably has something to say. Check. <laughs> exactly. See, I knew it. I knew well, it. and you know, <laughs> dumb in retrospect. You know, looking back at things during the the moment at the time. Oh, it's always brilliant. It's it's fun. It's exactly where you want to be. But again, there's that that point where the best intentions of getting that buzz level right to that sweet spot and then trying to maintain that. And that's the challenge. Yeah. Because when you go beyond, then things happen 
and you don't have control. And you better hope that you've got a bunch of people around you that will take care of you and and lock on your side. Yeah. So true. So I think we're going to call this a podcast. Sure. I mean, I don't know what else it would be called, I guess. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Guys, I just feel like if you were cared for, you're going to have more perspectives later. Tool of her progression When you can shop for spreading love But on a wealth obsession Money can't help you see the light In the end you can't buy yourself a Porsche When you're dead Well mama said that I don't gotta be Part of the world to truly love Pray for a difficult life To live and rise above it This is the time I'm asked So it's being tasted So let's do everything we can Before I Today, point them out to me so I can come and join their raid. We'll walk around this land with open hands, looking for change. We'll want to understand this progression we have at hand. Humanity is killing wheat, for this we will not stand. I say, let's progress in good contest. Make conference, then love our best. Our onslaught of love will be at an all time high, crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines. Our love that makes no sense. We who spend love at no expense, we are a force of passion. Create a new faction, taking action, working hard just for the satisfactions with the abilities to shine so bright that others wanna fight. Because our light is in their eyes. Ladies and gentlemen,